Hey friend, are you swamped with scheduling, bogged down by bookings, or overwhelmed with managing your social media? This message is for you. I would love to introduce you to my secret weapon, StyleSmart VA. This is a company of virtual assistants literally designed by hairstylists for hairstylists. I found them through an interview right here on the podcast, and then shortly after found myself booking a discovery call because I was drowning in administrative tasks and needed help. It's been a few months now, and I can't tell you how much my VA has changed my life. No joke, friends. I am such a believer in StyleSmart VA that I decided to bring them in as an episode sponsor here on the show. Listen, as creatives, our focus should be on the clients and our craft. And now that I have my virtual assistant, I can devote more of my time to exactly that. The beauty of hiring a VA through StyleSmart is that they come to you already trained and able to seamlessly step into your business. From managing appointments and client communications to handling your social media presence, StyleSmart virtual assistants free you up to concentrate on your clients. And that's a change your clients will notice and appreciate. I mean, can we say elevating your perceived value? So when you're ready to level up in your business and take some weight off your shoulders, head on over to StyleSmartVA.com and book a free discovery call today. You'll also find the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. StyleSmart VA, empowering beauty professionals to focus on what they do best. Well, hey there, friend. Welcome back for another episode of the Your Hair Mentor podcast, where I am your host and hair mentor, Crystal Green. Now, this week's episode, I'm doing an interview with someone who I freaking love. This girl is like my spirit animal or like my sister from another Mista. I call her in the interview. Um, she is so freaking funny and I just feel like she just gets me. Um, I tend to think I'm a funny person and lead with humor and everything in my life. And so I just love her content and everything she does. It's industry specific. So she's a hairstylist and she just brings to light and kind of makes fun of a lot of the things that, um, need to be made fun of truly. And she does it in a way that's not like demeaning or rude or condescending to anyone else. Excuse me, got a frog in my throat, which is so, um, nice. And you know, it's like, uh, people can just be mean and trolly on the internet and she's the opposite of that. So she's like this ray of sunshine and she's just so great. So without further ado, I would love to introduce you to Erica Six Style. Woo! Why don't we just go ahead and um, I have questions for you about stuff, but maybe it would be helpful to have you introduce yourself and who you are. And it's funny, I don't even know. I was like, I'm pretty sure her name's Erica because it's Erica Six Style. Is that right? And yeah. so I was like, I don't even know her full name. So <laughs> me, who are you? Who am I talking to here? So my name is Erica Six and I am in Gig Harbor, Washington. I've been a hairstylist for almost 10 years now. And I kind of started specializing in blonde about three to four years ago. I just started really liking it, was getting a lot of requests for it. And um, so that kind of just led me down this road of like, hey, I really want to get knowledgeable about it. And because I just, I feel like I did get a lot better 
I really enjoyed like the education piece. And so I recently, um, a lot about a year ago, got into independent education and have been really loving it. I just finished a hair show at IBS in New York, which was amazing. And um, yeah, and then I don't know, here I am today and we have a blotting specialist salon, which is amazing. And it's in Gig Harbor and I have a business partner with that. So things okay. are great. Yeah. Gig, Gig Harbor. Is that what you said? Yeah. What's Gig the Harbor. population of that area? Oh gosh. I don't Is know. it like I'm, big city or like, so I have no reference. I, mean, I have no idea. It's like 40 minutes South of Seattle. So okay. it's, I mean, it's not like it's 10,000 people. There's probably, oh gosh, I am, this is total guess 50,000 maybe. Okay. So not like yeah. huge city, but not like dinky little town. Um, For, yeah. Do you get a bunch of people that live in Seattle that come your direction for I like do. salon services? Yeah. It's, I feel fortunate that I have people that drive a couple hours and I have a couple people that have moved away and they just, they fly back now, which is super weird, but I love it. I appreciate it. And yeah. so I get people from all over, a lot of locals in Gig Harbor mm -hmm. and then definitely the surrounding area. It's just, you know, some people just say it's hard to find a good blonde specialist. So I yeah. mean, it's hard to find a good hairstylist, period, right? Yeah, just yeah. someone you're in line with. You know, you mm -hmm. get a lot of people that they come in and they're like, well, my last person either got hurt or they just started being flaky. And, you know, there's a lot of things that can go wrong. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, I feel like um, clients are just, you can lose clients pretty quickly. You know, the competition is really high, I would yes. say, yes. especially with social media the way that it is. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, I yeah. feel like uh, if you don't have like a really good connection and like rapport with your clients, it's easy for them to yeah. feel like, well, I can just go find someone else then because there's a dime a dozen with hairstylists yeah. these days. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, okay, so your salon for now is just you and one other stylist. Um, but do you well, have room to grow or tell me more about that? Yeah, no, we are an independent salon. So basically, we do have people that rent stations from us. So there's four of us total. And we're kind of in the process of actually looking for some more independent hairstylists that want to join us. Um, you know, we do have like a checklist because we do want people, it's not just hairstylists, it is people that want to specialize in blonde and currently already do. So we are kind of looking for a little more specialty. So with us having been very busy with building out the salon and then prepping for that hair show, um, we were a little busy to like try to look for people. So now that we're kind of like, all right, we can breathe a little bit. Let's, you know, dive into, you know, looking for some more girls. Gotcha. Or guys, whoever, okay. whoever wants to join us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's a booth rental salon yeah. then. Is that right? Okay, cool. Yeah. You know, I'm happy to hear that because, um, I don't, you were just mentioning with my Nick Arojo podcast, so he's talking about like salons are dead. Um, and like, there's this kind of new kind of idea emerging, um, that, you know, people can work in the same space, but not be part of a salon and even booth rental. But I, I don't know if I fully agree with him. Maybe that's the the case in like heavy city centers, but maybe in smaller areas, you know, I'm air quoting smaller, like where you live. Um, <laughs> and even in Reno, Nevada, I know there's a lot of booth renters still because mm -hmm. people want to be independent and like kind of run their own business. So it's, I'm happy to hear that, you know, you're running a booth rental salon and it's working for you, right? Yeah, we really like it. I found that, well, both my business partner and I did not want to take on a commission stylist salon. We just... 
Um, we just knew it's a lot more work. And I think that, you know, it's great. Like, I think you can make more money that way. However, there's a lot more on your plate. And that's something that I just didn't think I was ready to take on, nor do I really want to. I like the idea of bringing in independent hairstylists that want to feel like part of a team, because at the end of the day, even though we're independents, we're all judged as a whole. So like everybody needs to be on the same page and work well together. Um, so it's kind of like the best of both worlds. We get to work with people, but we all are owner, like we all own our own business. So that's mm -hmm. what's I, just something I really like. Yeah, I think that's neat. I've um, I've been a booth renter uh, for many years. I'm now an independent stylist in a studio, but um, I like the idea of working in a salon as a booth renter where the salon kind of has like a, a specialty in itself, yeah. too. That's very interesting because I've worked, you know, like a wide variety of salons mm -hmm. and the stylists within them have a wide variety of services they offer. And so like my coworker would be rolling a perm while I'm over here balayaging and I'm like, it's just, you know, it's fine and it worked, but I think it would vibe a lot better if everyone was kind of doing the same flavor of hair. Um, and then it probably makes it easier if you are going out of town or whatever to have the ability to maybe take your client to someone else's chair in the salon that you know specializes in the same stuff you do too. So I think that's Absolutely. Great. My business yeah. partner and I, that was something that we were starting to get booked out, you know, months in advance, which was great, great problem to have. However, you know, if they did have to cancel or reschedule now, like they're having to wait those couple months, most likely right. Right. they get lucky. So having the option of being like, well, Hey, look, we do have some other girls that we would trust with maybe, you know, completing your service. So that yeah. is kind of nice. That was kind of like the idea behind it a little bit too. Mm -hmm. It's just, that would be nice. But, totally. So how many days yeah. are you working behind the chair now? Four. And I work kind of long days. I'm usually the first one there, last one to leave. Um, and it's funny. I always joke, like I'm the oldest one there. I'm 36, but uh -huh. <laughs> it's funny. Like a lot of hairstylists, you know, once you get independent, you're only working three, four days a week. A lot of times, especially if there's moms and stuff involved, which I get it. Uh -huh. I do not have kids. So I do work four days a week and up to 12 hours a day. So oh, yeah. I used it's to do long. the same before I had kids. I worked, well, I was one of those crazy people that worked like seven days a week. My schedule was six days oh. a week. And then I'd find reasons to go in on like a Sunday. It was like, oh, well, someone's in town and this and that. And I just was like <laughs> living for work. And so I would work like 12 hour days, six days a week, made great money, but I had yeah. no time to do anything <laughs> else. So uh, yeah, I love that it's kind of, it, it's evolved to where four mm -hmm. days a week is considered like a long work week you know? Yeah. I mean, it's like, as you know, as a hairstylist, you don't get to like, you don't like necessarily done at five. And me, I guess you could be, but I'm always thinking about stuff, especially with like my social media that has consumed. I spend a lot of time on that. I'm going to be completely I, honest. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> But it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, that was gonna be my next question. Like, okay, so you work four days a week behind the chair. Like, when are you making all of these videos in the salon? Because, girl, you pump out some content. Oh my gosh! I know. I know. It's um, it's crazy because I spend probably a minimum of twenty hours a week, up to thirty maybe probably not more than 30, but on top of me working behind the chair, it's a lot. And so the ideas come to me quickly, but I'm either coming in early, I'm staying late, or I'm actually like today it's Monday. I'm not working in the salon behind the chair. 
but I will be going in after this and I'm going to make some more content. So gotcha. it's, it's just, I kind of just section out, you know, a six hours out of my day. I go film a bunch of stuff. And then during the week, I just edit and caption and get ready to schedule it and just pump it out at least one to two a day. And I made a commitment about six months ago, seven months ago that like I needed to be consistent because I wanted, I had goals within monetizing social media and I just have a lot of goals within that. And so I knew that I had to be consistent with posting. Mm -hmm. So I said, it doesn't matter what, how I do it. I will post at least once a day. And I've stayed true to it, except when I broke my phone and then I couldn't access anything for like three days. It was terrible. And I was like, oh no, (laughs) but it was fine. It was fine. (laughs) I think I found you about six months ago. So I wonder if like the algorithm had pushed your stuff to me about that time. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. And I feel like um, when I first saw your stuff, is it true that you'd done, had you gotten awards at the um, Behind the Chair? Is that right? Am I quoting that right? Yeah, I was yeah. I was nominated last year for a funny reel. Um, uh-huh. So I did get, I got top 100, but I wasn't uh-huh. able to go to the show. Um, I was like uh, doing wedding hair over in Sweden during oh, that time. Wow. So yeah, I was like, well, I guess that's a good reason, but I'll be going yeah. to this year's events because okay. I- um, yeah, I think that it'll happen again. Yeah. I think my stuff's gotten a little bit better. Uh, so. yeah. And it's, it's just so funny too. I feel like I'm like, this girl is like my sister from another Mista. Like your sense oh. of humor hits home so well. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, uh, it's great. Yeah. And I love that there's kind of this like, um, stylist humor, like you and Carlos, um are so funny I just love it so much and it's just I wish that this kind of stuff was around when I started my career because it was just stylist banter in the back room that was like the only kind of like release that we got and there's so much to laugh about in this industry so I agree and that's where I don't know what happened I had like where it all came from but I just was realizing okay I I like to laugh I like to have fun. At the end of the day, if no one likes my stuff, I have fun making it. So that's what really counts to me. I actually really enjoy it mm-hmm. and it makes me laugh. And so I'm glad that it's received well. I'm glad that other people find it funny because it is great. It's relatable. It's funny. Like, I think it's good. Life is too short to be so serious. Let's just yes. have fun with it. Like, I don't mean to shame anybody. So uh-huh. hopefully that is never an issue, but uh-huh. I just like to have a good time. And so yeah. I totally agree. He is so funny. I also love um jade beauty co her name oh is yes she's, yes there's a lot of funny um i love my friend sarai she's funny too i don't know there's so many great like content creators out there in our industry which is awesome yes yeah. yes and i just i feel like you know we work with people and we take on people's um baggage all the time right and so so my husband's a fireman for example he also sees a lot of people at their worst and gets like emotional baggage dumped on him and they have like banter within the fire department of like they don't like make fun of their their customers or their clients but they'll make fun of situations and they like bring it to light and they, that's how they have to like deal with it and release it, you know? And I feel like yeah. we're, we're in the same boat and it drives me nuts when other hairstylists are so serious about yeah. everything. <laughs> I'm just like, blah, like no one wants that. Clients don't want it. I don't, in my opinion, like I lead with humor with everything in my life. Like when I get uncomfortable, I start making jokes and being even more funny, which is <laughs> a thing in its own. Um, mm-hmm. 
but yeah, I see, I super appreciate the humor um, aspect of it. I don't know if you had a chance to discover my alter ego on my um, uh, social media. <laughs> like <laughs> a couple months ago, I woke up and I was like, ah, oh, you know, because I, I like to think I'm funny. Maybe I'm not. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> I had this idea to create this alter ego. Her name is Cristal. And she's like, oh, yeah. She's- yeah, she's she's just hot, right? And it's just it to me it's like I'm not making fun of anyone in particular, but it's like this I think ideal persona that maybe hairstylists think they have to be to be in the industry, you know? And I'm like, just quit being so serious about everything. God, like you can be hot, but you can also just be like casual and whatever and your clients appreciate it. Yeah, be humble. No, I have yes. seen your your stuff. I think it's great. I think you're funny. I started following you like just a little bit ago. Finally, when we started talking, I was like, you know, just yeah. I remember seeing your page, and I thought, <laughs> I like it. It's yeah, funny. and I'm like, this might upset some people, but I'm like, I'm not pointing fingers at anyone specifically. Totally. You know what I mean? But I'm like, to to the stylist who takes things so seriously, it's like my way of being like, chill out, just just relax, okay? I agree. I totally agree. No, I think it's great. I don't. I guess I just am not that kind of person to like be so serious all the time. So when people have gotten like angry or trolled some of my videos, it's like, you guys, like, I'm not actually like trying to be mean here and like so serious, but right. But, you know, I mean, that's also probably like it's your personality and that's your flavor of being a stylist that I think Mm -hmm. you probably attract clients that appreciate your humor, too, I would imagine. Yeah. And it's great. I mean, it's so funny. My clients now, um, now that I've been posting this kind of stuff pretty consistently for a while, um, the first thing people say to me is like, oh my gosh, I love your videos. They're so funny. They make me laugh. I love seeing it. And it's like, I don't know. It just means a lot that like people, it's like just brightening someone's day. And it seems so weird, but I like it. So my clients do compliment it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. The clients that I have like it. Otherwise, yeah. I don't think I would have. If it was that bad, I don't think I would have clients. So no, no, <laughs> totally. And I guess yeah, there's clients for everybody. There's probably clients who don't appreciate it. But I've always had clients that appreciate a sense of humor and you know joke around with me and mess around with me too. So, yeah. um, you know, there's a lot of industry <laughs> leaders talking about these days how hairstylists have to increase their perceived value for their clients, right? And like, how, what do you bring to the table that someone else? doesn't bring and entertainment is part of it right like we're we're like we're storytellers we're entertainers we're also like you know service providers and we're doing a specific skill but if you're like this like no personality humdrum can't hold a conversation people are not going to want to sit in your chair for upwards of four or five hours oh yeah yeah Yeah. I do some long services so I mean I have I'm that crazy hairstylist that will do I've done sessions up to 12 hours when it's major color corrections Mm -hmm. that is not super common but like I do a lot of six to eight hours it's it's intense I'm doing like the stuff that maybe some people might do in like three sessions and I'm like hey if you want to sit here all day with me, pack a lunch, let's do this. Yeah. It'll be a good time. I actually prefer it as opposed to packing a lot of clients in. That's just not my style. I think it's actually more exhausting starting mm-hmm. those new conversations and stuff. And um, and to your point, like about the entertainment, yeah, part of my brand is kind of like, hey, if you want to have a good time, like this is my personality. I have to be authentically me. Um, and that's just like having a good time, laughing, like mm-hmm. let's just let's just not be so serious. 
So yeah. when it comes to finding hairstylists to work in your salon, is that like part <laughs> of the interview process? Like, how would you rate your sense of humor on a scale of one to 10? <laughs> um, I am not gonna lie. It is literally like kind of like a secret checkbox, like that my business partner and I, it wasn't maybe like sense of humor. I mean, but it is like social media. Are you present? Are you posting? Um, and yeah, I mean, if, if someone is super serious, it is not in alignment. Like that's cool. Great for you. I respect it, but that's just not going to align with like, we like to have fun in our salon. My business partner is great. The girls that we have so far are great. They are just like right in alignment with us. So it like, it meshes really well. And so mm-hmm. if we brought someone in that wasn't like that, it would be kind of uncomfortable for, for them sure. and for us. Oh, so, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And probably their <laughs> clients too. Wrong with it, you know, it's yeah. not like, I'm like, oh, you don't have, you know, a highlight right in the front. I don't know. It's like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm just curious, what does everyone in your salon do for pricing? Like, um, are you a by the hour pricing model or like a package kind of thing? Because as a specialist salon, um, you kind of are going to be a little more high end. Yeah. Yeah. So I've changed my pricing a few different times in the last couple of years. It's hard because, you know, you hear like, oh, this is the way to do it, like hourly, or it used to be a la carte. That's what I did for years. Same. You know, packing it all in. But what I found was for me, a la carte, what I'm doing, when I'm done with the eight to 10, 12 hour long session, I am brain dead at that point. And so I might actually undercharge because I forgot that I did this and that, you know, and I'm just, I just yeah. blank. So I ended up switching to hourly, which was great because it's like, what time did they get here? What time are they leaving? Like, all right, we got our price. Um, but now I'm kind of actually going back and thinking like, is this the best thing? Because, you know, me being efficient and using, I could be, you know, using a ton of product and being very efficient and it might not be worth the money, I might be actually undercutting myself still because mm-hmm. of how much product they use in that one hour. So now I'm kind of going back to like a session. So like, this is a look that you're being charged for. So like today's appointment is, you know, this much money because this is what we're getting you to today. So I think that's taken me a long time because now I've been doing hair for a long time and I feel like I'm very confident in what I can get people to. And I'm very, um, thorough in my consultation. I, I, I talk about where they're at, where we need to go and like how to get there. And Mm -hmm. I just, I have realized my timing, you know, all the things that we like have to know about ourselves. Um, I've really kind of honed in and like, okay, so this is what I know I'm capable of doing. Um, every once in a while, there could be a little hiccup or something, but for the most part, I'm like, so I'm kind of like, I'm still technically hourly, but I'm thinking about going to session pricing. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. It's so tricky. I feel like because techniques are always evolving. Yeah. New products are coming out that change mm-hmm. how we service things like the new 10 minute hair colors that are out, yeah. right? which are fantastic for someone that needs to be quick and speedy. But now if you're charging by the hour, I mean, does it, I don't know, like, is it better that your client processed in 10 minutes versus 30? Cause maybe in that 30, you could have been doing something else on their hair. I mm-hmm. don't know. It's tricky. It's really hard to, yeah. I think, figure out the best way to go about this, especially when you're not just a kind of generalist 
you know, a new hairstylist, when you've honed in on something and you're a specialist, yeah, I, I feel like it's always evolving how, what's the best way to charge? Um, yeah. And I think, I think just changing it over the years, because I think initially you need to charge maybe a certain way, according to where your skill level is at. And mm -hmm. then, but as you gain, you know, years under your belt, usually you're becoming more efficient. So like, I believe in charging for value, not for time necessarily, because I might be able to get someone to their goal in three hours and someone else that might take them eight. And so like, why would I undercut myself? And I don't know, it's just, it's so hard to figure it out, but, yeah. um, and I use expensive stuff. I do not, I do not like skip on the quality. I am using yes. the best stuff on every single client. And mm -hmm. that cut, I mean, we all know COVID just spiked, you know, the product costs and stuff. I mean, it's insane. So like yeah. that has to be added in. And so yeah. Yeah. That's actually one of the things I want to talk to you about too. So uh, I know I've messaged you about the, um, I actually don't know what the parent company's name is, but the people mm -hmm. that make the albage and uh, then the the tools that go with it. Yeah. Um, are you a like rep for them or educator for them? Or you just love their stuff? Tell me. Uh, well, it started out like I had heard about these mm -hmm. last April and I was like, tools that make your hair healthier, get out of here. I said, it's not, that sounds too good to be true, but I did a, you know, deep dive down the rabbit hole, researched for two months, saw all the videos, read about it, um, talked to a couple different stylists that I saw using it and came to the conclusion, this stuff is legit. And I thought it is 2022. It was last year. I said, we should be at this point where we have something that does this. So when I got it, I was like immediately impressed. I mean, I could notice an instant improvement. It was incredible. Um, so which, I was just, sorry, which one did you start with? Was it the, um, curling I, bought, I bought the whole thing. Gotcha. I got the most, I invested several thousand dollars Okay, and I okay. bought the reprenizer, which is the dryer and the two curling irons and the flat iron. So I invested over $2,000. Um, and I was, I couldn't have been more happy. It was amazing. I noticed it on myself, my clients, my clients noticed it. They were starting to want them for themselves at home. So it was like, well, this is amazing. This is going to make your blonde hair. How often do we have to tell people cool it on the heat only once a week, use a heat protectant. This is like changed the game. So this is like, you can use it every day if you want. You don't need a heat protectant and your hair is going to actually get better. So it's like, it's a no brainer. It's probably the best investment I've ever made for something for my hair. I'm not even kidding. It's been game changer. So I was organically posting, you know, content about this. Cause I was like, this is exciting. People need to know about this. And because they liked my content, the company, they were like, we would love for you to be on like the beauty tech uh, stylist influencer team. So now I technically am on the team, but it all started just with me loving it and being passionate, which is really the core of like anything that I talk about, like product wise, I am in love with that stuff. I would, I do not, I do not partner with anybody that I do not absolutely believe in because I just want to be authentic and real and not be a sellout for compensation. So, yeah, I think that comes across in your posts. Like, I, I feel like you seem very genuine um, yeah. and like maybe because of your like sense of humor and mm -hmm. uh, like humility, it's easier to believe someone that's yeah. like that, too. But it really does seem genuine. I've seen other people talk about products and even these tools where I'm like, are you sure you know that this is good? Like, it was kind of like a sidebar, like, yeah, and these things are really cool and I like them a lot. But then you see another video of them just using a regular curling iron. And so I'm like. 
are they cool? Like, do you really understand how they work or what's going on? Um, but with you being a blonde specialist, like, you know, this girl is lightning hair all day, every day. So she's yeah. going to be using something that's going to benefit her. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Do you know, so I've tried to read like what these mm-hmm. things are and how they work. Yeah. What the heck is the technology? Like, or, <laughs> like in, in stylist layman's terms here, right? Totally. Like to your best ability, what is happening? <laughs> Yeah, that's always the question, right, from clients and other hairstylists. And so it's very, you know, complex. It is bioprogramming is the technology. Lumalina is the brand name. So like, yeah, so this bioprogramming is going to become the future of like, not even just in the hair world, but it's actually being used in all different forms. So bioprogramming is affecting on the atom to atom level. So we're all made up of atoms, which is energy, nothing is solid. So this is affecting on the deepest level of the core of everything that we are, which is crazy and nothing else repairs on that level. So like, you know, Olaplex K18, they're a more like molecular level, and this is going much deeper. So it's crazy because on one of the tests, this repronizer or the dryer was actually demonstrated and it works through glass. It was able to penetrate through the glass because we're all made up of energy. Nothing is solid. Whoa. It was actually able to go through the glass and actually defraze and hydrate this woman's hair. That blew my mind. I was I, like, I have goosebumps what? right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's what? crazy. If you've ever struggled mastering the technique of styling hair, I have something for you, my friend. I have two courses specific to this. One is for curly hair called Curls, Coils, and Waves, which, if you can imagine, involves learning how to style naturally curly hair. And the other one is called Heat, Tension, and Water, and it's all about manipulating your hair with techniques like blow drying, flat ironing, and curling iron techniques. Now, these courses are not just for users at home, they're also for hairstylists that need to up their game with their hairstyling techniques. So I encourage you to go check out Heat, Tension, and Water and Curls, Coils, and Waves. Head on over to yourhairmentor.com for more details. It's crazy. So it's um, quantum physics science built into these devices that ultimately increase the shine, moisture, um, softness and decrease the level of friction, which is like tangles and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you get instant results and it's also progressive. So the more that you use it, the better it gets. You could sit here. In fact, I have one of them right here. Um, this is, I actually, it's on, so I'm not going to touch it, but this would actually, I could use this and hold this on my hair for 10 minutes and it will just make it actually super, like super soft and shiny, healthy, and it will not damage. Now, if we did that with a regular iron, we would burn the keratin in our hair and it would be very yellow, but this would not do that, which again, there's nothing in the world that does this. It's truly game changer. And so it's really cool to see where it's going to go and what this company or this bioprogramming technology is going to be utilized and not even just our world, but like everything. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's super crazy. It's hard to understand because um, the company was even stating, look, if you are not a quantum physics scientist, you are not going to really, we can't get too deep. Otherwise it's just going to be right over our heads. So that's kind of like the basic, you know, as as I can explain it is like, it just, it works on the atom to atom level and it, you feel it, you feel it right away. You see it. So it's one of those things that like, I have never had someone that was like, 
I don't really notice the difference. Everyone is like, oh my gosh, like my hair feels amazing. It looks amazing. Um, it's, it's truly incredible. So wow. I highly recommend it for anybody. That's fantastic. And I know, yeah. especially with blonde hair, one of the things yeah. as a service provider that we struggle with is keeping our clients blonde bright, right? And everyone goes home and uses <laughs> their heat styling tools, even with heat protectant, it's yeah. still going to oxidize those toners, right? Or whatever is happening, sun exposure even is gonna oxidize those toners yeah. and they end up looking more yellow than mm -hmm. they want to over a period of time. So I can see how amazing this would be, especially as a blonde specialist to keep your clients blondes looking fantastic. I love yeah, it. it's just it's just one thing off of the list that now I've like, hey, if you have this, feel free to use it often. And I still like to use products personally, but you don't have to with these. So like you can kind of save money, you know, you make the investment with this and you can almost save money on products because you're not having to like necessarily coat your hair with the heat protectant. I just personally like using a little something in my hair. So I still do, mm -hmm. but, um, it's, it's great. So it's one less thing, you know, water is like one of the main contributors of like yellowing, making blonde hair orange. And it's super, the minerals in our area, the iron is so bad. And so if I can have someone at least using one of these, that's like one problem off of the list. So then it's like, all right, we got that, you know, the tools figured out. Now let's go into like the water situation. And I literally talk about water every single day with yeah, clients. It's great. Who knew? <laughs> yeah, totally. I know we struggle yeah. with really hard water here in Reno, Nevada also. Um, I mean, you just look around the hills and they're like orangey toned desert yeah. hills. And um, especially there's a lot of people with wells here too. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a constant battle with the hard water problem. Um, yeah. Okay, so this company also makes a, do they call it a lightener or do, what do they call it? That's right. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. It's called Albash. They don't say that it's a lightener. It, I say that it's it's like platinum programming. It lightens the hair, but it's not bleach. So it looks like Dijon mustard. It's very interesting, <laughs> very creamy. Uh -huh. It has, um, it's not a super fumey smell, so it's different and it doesn't burn your hands, you know, so if you get it on your hands, it's not going to like, you know, get that bleach burn. Yeah. Like we all know. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's great. And, um, so it will get anybody pretty, pretty blonde. It will lift very neutral. So as we know, like I use either blonde solutions or albage primarily blonde solutions lifts and tones, but this, um, Albage just looks very neutral. So it's not a warm look like a traditional lightener would give. So it's, mm -hmm. it was a learning curve trying to, you know, understand like what level we're truly at, but it has that same bioprogramming technology in the mixture. So when it's done on virgin hair, which actually it was used on my hair the last time, it uh -huh. will not damage. It will actually make your hair better, just like those devices. So it's kind of weird. It's again, the only thing out there that will actually do something like this. And I love it. Now it's very expensive. So I do charge extra for that on top of my hourly price because it's quite expensive, yeah. but I'm starting to get more people that are like, Hey, like, what is this Albaj stuff? Like, can I do that instead? So I can see it being like the future of blonding for a lot of people. Um, it's amazing to me that more people don't use it, but I think it's like, just, it's still kind of new. It's only yeah. been out for like, I don't know, five months or so. So oh. it's still pretty new, okay. but it's amazing. I've used it on a lot of different levels. Um, 
And sometimes you have to resaturate, but okay. it definitely, um, it definitely works. Now, for example, the one question that I had was like, so can I put it over this, you know, bleached hair and actually make it healthier? That's not the case. So if your hair has already been damaged with lightener, you can't necessarily put the albage on top of it and think that it's going to make your hair healthier. Um, you still have to proceed with caution. Like if you were using lightener over that previous blonde, right. um, but they do say, if you start using the bioprogramming, like shampoo, conditioner, and the two leave-in products that they have to kind of build up that strength on an atom level, um, that can actually prep your hair in preparation for using the albage on that previously lightened hair with bleach. Hmm. So, wow. um, I have done it before. And so it does, I, I think it works great. Um, mm -hmm. I think, you know, the darker levels definitely it's going to take a long time to lift, but it can get there. Like so. in one process, would you just like keep resaturating the same hair yeah. and it would just keep lifting? Mm -hmm. Wow. Yep, definitely. So I usually like we'll scrape off the old mm -hmm. um, and then resaturate really, really well with the fresh albage. So mm -hmm. like with my hair, I am extremely resistant. I take like two hours to lift. I'm mm -hmm. like level five and my hair is always a pain. Every hairstylist that's ever done my hair is like, Oh my gosh, your hair takes forever. Um, I think it's cause my mom's a redhead and mm. you know, underlying health issues kind of also affected my hair and how it lifts, but yeah, Albash works on my hair. So I'm like, if it can work on my hair, I, it can work on most people's hair. Do yeah. you mix it like a traditional lightener where there's like the, the developer and then whatever the Albash is so that it activates yeah. it? Yep. So they have its own separate developer and they either have like a, a 10 ball, which is the 2.0 or a 20 ball, which is the 6.0. And those are the only two developers. So mm -hmm. I never have to use more than a 20 ball um, mm -hmm. and it will get you there. It just might take a little bit longer than usual, mm -hmm. but it's so worth it. And so you just mix it like you don't want to whip it. You have to use a whisk um, or I'm sorry, a spatula gotcha. and fold it kind of like you're folding. Yeah, just Folding the cheese, so to speak. Right. Um, <laughs> folding the cheese. Yes, yes. Well, it used to be mix the pancake batter with the um, the lightener. That's what they taught us in beauty school. Mix it like pancake batter, you know? <laughs> yeah, so more if you kind of get a lot of air pockets in it, it's not going to, it's going to swell a lot. Mm. So, and it's just, you want to mix it in very small batches because it does, you know, how lightener kind of has, it loses effectiveness over time. And the albage is also the same way. So I mix a very small amount at a time. So, especially, so I don't waste yeah. anything since it is expensive, but yeah, yeah. it's amazing. Highly recommend it for, to try it out. Cause it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So I want to know more about you as an educator. So you just yeah. went and did a show. Um, mm -hmm. Did you do that as a representative for this company or like your own brand? What were you doing? I went as an independent, as an independent educator with my business partner. We actually did the class together. We had three blonding classes, two were just speaking classes. And then one was a hands-on class. And I, I just believe, cause I like so many different things. I can't just be, well, first, you know, the beauty tech thing, like they don't have, it's not like a whole hair color line. They don't have toners or anything like that. So I believe, you know, I like to mix and match stuff, you know, I mean, blonde mm -hmm. solutions is like, if I use a lightener, that is my absolute favorite. And, um, cause it lifts in tones and it's just, 
I mean, there's like nothing like it in my opinion, but the albage is such a game changer. So like, I like to have access to both. And if someone's got very compromised hair, but wants blonde, I'm going to use the albage. And so anyways, I just, I kind of like being an independent. So that way I am able to just speak on all brands and be very honest about it because I think at the end of the day, there's a lot of educators um, that work for a brand. They probably do like some of the other brands, but they can't speak on that stuff. And they almost um, trash talk it a little bit because they are working for one brand. So Mm -hmm. I really like being independent and the classes went amazing. Um, Our first class was like a modern, healthy blonding class. So just everything that we do behind the chair um, as like a blonde specialist to keep the hair as healthy as possible, kind of, you know, how things have changed over the years, like why services take as long as they do. And there's so many products that we use in preparation before the blonding, during, and then after to keep the hair as healthy as possible. Mm-hmm. And then we also did a, um, a navigating blonding obstacles class, which was really fun. Ooh. So, you know, problems happen and it's uh-huh. terrifying, but we were able to, you know, talk about each problem that, you know, you may run into and first of all, how you would prevent it to start. Cause obviously prevention is the best way, mm-hmm. but if it does happen, this is how we would proceed. And then we also gave like real life examples. I showed a lot of clients that I've had over the years and like them having just hair horror stories and what I did to kind of correct it. So that was a really fun class because I think that's where, you know, we always, we always have like that one question, like where we have this client and they had this whole thing happen and some people don't know what, what to do or what caused that. And so I've spent a lot of time, like really thinking about like all of these scenarios and I've learned a lot from them. Like over the last 10 years, I've had a lot of things happen for sure. And so I like to, you know, all of that's just right up in my bit, like right up in my brain (laughs) and I want to share all of that stuff. Yeah. So people can maybe avoid it and not have to be in the same position as me. Um, and so that way they're just really equipped with like the right tools on how to prevent that stuff or, you know, fix it. Yeah. Did you get a good feel for, um, who was in your audience in terms of like where they were in their career, whether they're like really young stylists that were new to the industry or like a bunch of seasoned stylists. Did you get an idea of that? There, you know, I can't, I can't be like for sure on that. I felt like there was like some of the, we got a lot of questions and it seemed like there was a good mix of people. So, mm-hmm. um, so I don't know. I mean, there was even someone from like our hometown who went to our first class who's a salon owner that I actually personally know. So she was there and she's been doing her for a long time. Mm-hmm. And she said it was very infor- like informative. So, you know, it's funny because my business partner and I, we were worried that like, is this going to be too basic? You know, is this like obvious things that we're sharing? And it was a real concern that we had, but everyone was like, you know, came up to us, complimented us, said how valuable it was. So we were like, it was really nice to hear because, we were just hoping that it provided a lot of value. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. And it seemed like, you know, people were at different stages and, you know, people tagged us and stuff. So then you kind of check out their page You can kind of get a feel for like, Oh, this person has been doing hair for a long time. This person hasn't. So I think it was a mix, but we had a good turnout of Mm -hmm. like our big, our two speaking classes. I mean, our second one had like probably 130 people. So we were like, that's pretty good. And, Mm -hmm. um, our hands-on was very intimate. It was like a, you know, money piece touch up and then like a reverse balayage for, you know, just a really solid blonde. And 
that was really fun too. So, uh, what was the name of these classes or like, what did you promote it as? So the first one was, um, a guide to modern, healthy blonding. Mm-hmm. And then the second one was navigating blonding obstacles. Mm-hmm. And then the hands-on was, um, drop that dimension. I think <laughs> it's cute. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, well, what do you have like a business name for your education or is it just Erica six style? Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, do you have like a educator name? No, I mean, maybe I need to get one, but I just, I just kind of go by my own name or, mm-hmm. you know, I've just been, I kind of just using my Instagram handle, I guess, if anything, or just my name. Okay. Yeah. So you just like kind of, um, picked a place and designed the classes and then promoted it on social media to get people to come or. Well, since it was with IBS, um, Oh, oh, know, oh right, right, right. Yes. Yeah. So they kind of, you know, we did talk about it on our social media. They do ask you to promote it at least, um, three to four times mm-hmm. before the actual show. And then they, you know, kind of posted on their page as well. So, okay. So you must've pitched it to IBS then. Ahead yeah. Of time. Gotcha. Yeah. There's the connection. So you submit, okay. You submit a class idea. If you want to be like an educator at one of those shows, you have to come up with a class idea and it needs to be like a paragraph description, nothing too long. So they can mm-hmm. literally use that for like mm-hmm. the class description. And then they either approve it or they don't. They look at your Instagram to see who you are and mm-hmm. kind of vet you a little bit to see mm-hmm. like, who is this person? Do we want them or not? Yeah. And they approve you or deny you. And then you just go from there. And yeah. That's it's- so great. I, I know there's more large companies like this that are recognizing that independent educators are like not going away, you know, um, a bunch of us, I lumping myself in there as well, have kind of realized during the pandemic. And then, um, afterwards it was like, we need to kind of diversify our income a little bit and make it so that if, and when anything happens like this, again, we don't have zero income all of a sudden. So Mm -hmm. I think there's been a huge growth in the independent educator realm and stylists not wanting to be tied to one brand and having um, non-compete contracts and all that stuff. And so I've seen more and more large distributors and companies kind of recognizing that and embracing these independent educators. So um, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's been really fun. Mm -hmm. Are there any other um, kind of shows that you think you're going to want to be present at or like what do you have for the next year planned I have so many ideas for next year I'm so excited so we're actually we were invited to do the IBS in Las Vegas which is in June right I saw your post about that yes so we'll be doing two of our like we'll do the same speaking classes since they were very valuable we'll probably like modify them a little bit just to make sure we thought about like adding more of like a demonstration on a mannequin for our blonding obstacles one. Uh, but we're not sure. Cause we, you know, you have limited time at a show like that. Mm-hmm. And then our hands-on class will be like a, a teasy light, like a very intentional teasy light placement for maximum, you know, dimension and blonde. Mm-hmm. Um, and then moving on from that, we're planning a lot of education in our salon right now. So we plan on teaching classes in our salon. We always had this idea that we wanted to be like an education hub, you know, in our salon, there's a need for it. There's not a lot of education in like the West coast area in Washington, I should Mm. say. Mm. So it's like a perfect opportunity. Our salon is, um, about 1400, 1500 square feet. It's not like massive, but we could fit 
you know, about 50 people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have a good space to be able to host a lot of education. And we started, you know, we're starting to plan our classes. And then we started talking with um, some other educators that um, about coming and teaching like, you know, Sarai and Nina Tulio and Jay mm -hmm. Ladner, we met them at the show. And so mm -hmm. we're just trying to build a lot of, you know, a lot of classes and stuff. And I'm excited because I just think it's, I love teaching. Um, it helps me, you know, just retain all of that stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It keeps totally. me on my game yeah. when I'm having to explain stuff and it just keeps it really fresh in my mind, um, which I really like because I am so passionate about like what I do and I want to be the best I possibly can be. So mm -hmm. education is super important in my opinion. And I just love learning and finding new ways. And I know what it was like to be a struggling hairstylist. I mean, when I first started, I went right into renting and I you know, I was like, I wasn't sober at the time and I was kind of a mess, I'll be honest. And I just, I remember being like really overwhelmed and, you know, you're just kind of thrown in and it was like, oh my gosh, like there's so much to learn. And so, you know, doing classes here and there. And so anyways, now that I'm in a good place, um, I want to be able to help, you know, other hairstylists mm -hmm. that maybe feel overwhelmed and they don't know how to achieve certain things or, you know, prevent problems from happening. So yeah. Yeah. So I've had this idea for a while now. Um, and I, the more people I talk to, the more I think that this could be something that could be brought to fruition. Uh, this idea I have is that what if there was some sort of a, think of it as like a master's degree, if you will, mm -hmm. that you can get after beauty school. That's like a continuing education certification that is like nationally recognized, right? I think the problem within our industry is there's people like you who are education focused, education driven. You're like, I'm going to know my shit. I'm going to know it well. <laughs> right. And then there's other people who are just kind of like casually dabble, but you hold the same license. And so, you know, it takes a lot of work and energy for you to separate yourself. Right. Yeah. What if there was literally a license you can get or a degree that's like state board certified mm -hmm. that is like made of components like let's say a blonding class mm -hmm. uh, a business class a, a personal relationship with your client class all these different things that kind of can make up an elevated stylist right and then you can have classes regionally that will qualify for that flavor of whatever the licensure is. And like, let's say you're housing that in your salon and anyone that takes your class gets like the check mark for that class, right? And then they, oh, they just need this class, this class, and this class to get the full certification. And then they have an elevated license. I think, I, love that. I, I feel like no one I've talked to said it was a bad idea. I have no, no. idea how to even approach something like this. I'm actually interviewing a girl in a couple of weeks who works for state board, um, oh. in Kansas randomly. I met her at a show <laughs> and, uh, I kind of want to talk to her about like the process by which they create, you know, these rules and licenses and that kind of stuff, because how wonderful would that be for someone like you where you're like, I want to help people, but you'd be actually helping them with a license too, you know, or like an, an elevated degree of some sort. And then it, it just like elevates you and what you're doing. I don't know. I think that would be really cool. I like I, that. I do too. I, I, I feel like, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, sorry. No, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I know there was, I wish I, I was just trying to think of her name. 
she is a stylist that, uh, yeah, I honestly can't even think of her name, but I know that there's something that it's not like a state board license, but there is something that like really like dives deep into understanding certain things. I think it's like hair color focus, like color theory, like really goes like on another level of mm -hmm. understanding things. And it's like a pretty intense program from what I understand, mm -hmm. but it's not necessarily like recognized as like a, you know, like what you're kind of explaining, like this master's mm -hmm. degree, which I think is super cool because like there's, I mean, every other school, you know, has something like that. And that just means like you're more advanced and exactly. more time. And I think it would be amazing. I would totally do it for blonding. Um, so mm -hmm. I think you should try to figure that out. <laughs> I know. I, I really do. Cause yeah, you think about yeah. others like trade industries, even like electricians, you know, there's like basic yeah. school they can go to and then they can take more classes and have like an elevated license to do more mm -hmm. stuff, which then allows them to charge more without any sort of pushback from customers. And you know what I mean there? And then there's like yeah. safety nets involved with insurance and that kind of stuff, which could be a whole nother realm. But um, I feel like we're just kind of these like in-betweener service providers. And because we're artists, we kind of get this like gray area for so much. <laughs> and I would love to put actual value to the, mm -hmm. the education that we've taken. Cause like, I personally have never posted things at my station, like certificates for classes. I just was always like, my clients don't know what this is. Oh, cool. I got certified in blonding 101. Like they don't know. It doesn't mean yeah. anything. But I know lots of people that do that, that have like all of these framed certificates all over their salon. And it's because they want people to know that they're trying, but yeah. there's no like a uh, piece of paper that says they've done anything. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, they just have the same basic license that I do. So mm -hmm. Anyway, I need like a think tank of hairstylists to come together to realize like what elements in our business as a um, elevated professional make us great, right? So this would be like a certificate of leveling up greatness as a hairstylist, blonding 101, you know, uh, yeah, hair color theory, whatever it might be, all these things that you do, you know, you're like, you know, you've got customer service, you've got, uh, there's probably technical behind the scenes, even like bookkeeping things, you know, anyway, uh, just listening to you talk about your, um, education and your trajectory makes me realize like this needs to happen. This needs to be something cool. I think it would you know? be really cool. Um, especially cause this industry has changed. I mean, I've only been doing hair for, I mean, I say only 10 years, but just cause I know there's people, you know, that have been in it for much longer and mm -hmm. I can only imagine how much it's changed, you know, like, and my mom did hair. So like, I remember when she would talk about things, you know, she didn't even learn foils and it's just crazy. Like how, I mean, our world just changes so fast in general right now. And as we all know, the hair industry is just, I mean, there's no one way to explain. There's no like right. everything can be done in so many different ways. One look can be achieved by doing it a million different ways. And there's like no, um, that like the, the language of it all, you know, yes. like someone yes. might be trying to explain what a color is and they have all these other words to explain it. Totally. And it might mean something different to another person. It's very confusing. Like it's very it's confusing. Like we're saying, you know, uh, it's just, there's a lot of like gray area, like you were saying, yes. and it's, it's definitely kind of, yeah, crazy and stuff, but I think it would be kind of cool to do Mm -hmm. that advanced thing. And something I thought about, which is not on the same level that you're talking about was, um, you know, basically setting up some sort of course where I would 
train people so that they could get certified in blonding. Like I would do, I would set up like an intensive blonding program and I would train people and like, you know, they would, it may be like a month long or something, Mm -hmm. but that's something that's just like in my mind. I don't know if like when I will do it, if I will do it, but it's something that sounds interesting to me because it's hard. And I feel like I could probably explain so many things to people that I had to learn over the course of years and just go through it. And I could like go through all of that with somebody and like get them so much further along within like a month or so. And then they would be like, you know, have this like little certification just through me. I mean, which isn't a big deal, but sure. Yeah. But it's still like education if like they wanted to do that. So it was just a little idea that I had who knows if it'll happen. Yeah. Yeah. I bet it will. (laughs) You're very driven seemingly. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I have so many goals, you know, like I, well, I wasn't sober until I turned 30. And so before that I was just kind of wild and crazy and, you know, lived this reckless, insane life. And I was so focused on having a good time that I really wasn't focused on building a good life for myself. So once I did get sober, I spent a couple of years healing and all of that fun, awful stuff, but it was really good for me. And I just had like a, a total 180 perspective and drive for like achieving a lot of things in my life. And I really wanted to be successful and happy. And so that's just what I've been working on a lot. And it's just mm-hmm. been like, I, I feel really good about, you know, just my momentum and mm-hmm. just trying to achieve all these things. It's crazy when you, when you think about like life, you know, say five years ago and how different it is. And, right. you know, I was broke when I first started doing this. I mean, that's yeah. what's so hard about being a hairstylist. You don't necessarily make a lot in the beginning, but no. you can make it whatever you want it to be. And man, like you can, I mean, there's no limit, there's no cap. So that's, what's so cool about this industry is like, there's not someone saying, you know, you're a nurse and this is what your salary is like, screw that. Like you can go way above that if you're driven and doing the education and putting in the work and the time. So, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. And I think, um, there's a lot of people that leave the industry. I was just reading some statistics, um, for an ebook I've been working on, but it was like, by the time you're going to renew your license for the first time, there's only 10% of hairstylists left to renew that license. So in the first two years, you lose 90% of the people who went through beauty school. And it's, they think due to like a lack of um, a path, like they don't know what to do. So they're just like, I guess I'll go work by the hour working somewhere, or they just don't even understand what they could make their career into. And there's no like, you know, continuing education support as like a, a whole, right. You can go to independent educators, but if you don't even know where to look for educators and you're on your own, you're just going to be like floundering. And if you're not someone who's personally very driven, um, I think it'd be easy to just be like, ah, well, it's not for me. And I'm like, that's a shame. There's probably so many people who get into it with this, like, you know, um, glamorous vision of what it could be. And so I'd love to see more people succeed and kind of, um, elevate the industry as a whole, you know? Yeah. That's really crazy. I mean, I know just thinking about my cosmetology class, all the the people I went to school with and how, 
I know so many because you see them on social media and you can tell they're not in the industry anymore. And it's just, it's just weird to me. I'm just really glad and fortunate, I guess, that I did continue on, push through the being broke in the beginning. And yes, like, you know, just, it's just, it's hard. You know, you can have some difficult things that happen and you can get some clients that are just, you know, challenging. But, Mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the day, like I feel, I love what I do. I get to connect with people. I get to be social, artistic, not stare at a computer all day. I mean, yes. social media is a little different, but I'm not just <laughs> yeah. stuck at a desk yeah. at a computer doing numbers and like the yes. same thing every day. It's so free. Um, I can work two hours if I want. I can work 12 hours if I want. And, yes. you know, it's just, there's so much amazing benefits to being a hairstylist and yeah. it's fun. And like so our fun. community as a general, like going to the classes and the shows and like, the, like all the award shows is so much fun. I don't think there's a better industry. I agree. I know. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, we're seeing a lot of new people come into our industry now. Um, I think like beauty school registration rates are higher now than they've ever been. So I, I think it. we've been yeah. doing a good job of portraying it in a good light on social media because everyone's like, well, wait a minute, this looks kind of cool. I'm like, it is yeah. cool. <laughs> I, I can't tell you how many like clients that do not do hair that have said, oh, I just love watching hair videos. I mean, I yeah. think, I don't know what the, you know, the order of like the most kind of watched content, but I guarantee hair is like the top three. Yes. Like I just, it's crazy, yeah. but I, know. I totally think that it's, there's so many amazing creators out there that are in our industry just I mean, whether it's just showing how they do foils and it's just like therapeutic and just, Mm -hmm. you just can't help but watch it. It's awesome. Yeah. I get sucked (laughs) into that stuff all the time. Do you follow, um, oh gosh, is her name Carrie or Katie Vaughn Chronicles? Do you follow her at all? Carly. 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 There it is. I'm like, what's her name? It's on the tip of my tongue. I love watching her videos and like, I can't even say that I like learn anything she teaches great stuff, but it's like, I do the same stuff and I'm watching her videos just cause it's like mesmerizing. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. Like, it's There's fascinating to watch. to do a result. It's super yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. I belonged to her education for a few months, long time uh-huh. ago. So yeah. Yeah, nice. yeah, she's, she's great. I mean, good for, she is thriving. Killing it. Killing it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like goals there, right there. Absolutely. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. inspirational. I'm like, you know, my hat is off to her because I mean, she's just, she's built this amazing, you know, hair community that has thousands of people in it, which is pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. I think she's probably one of the top, like, um, yeah. you know, subscriber, you know, hairstylists, like where she's, right. I don't even know how many people are in it now, but it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, like you so. were talking about with your class, like, is this too basic? And like her stuff is fairly basic and it is so yeah. helpful, you know? It's, it's And that's why I ended up, um, she does a lot of very natural lived in and I'm kind of more, I'm doing really intense, crazy, like stuff in one session, a lot more blonding. That's like, just, yeah, it's not just like a simple little lived in look. It's yeah. a lot of time, you know, cause I think lived in is easy to me. Like mm-hmm. that's just like a couple hours and like, cool, right. we're done. But like yeah. the correctional blonding stuff is, is intense. And so that's just, um, uh, but I, I thought it was great. I think she's an amazing educator, but yeah, I just, mm-hmm. yeah, just do a little, like a little bit different things than her. So 
What do you think has been one of the most challenging blonding services for you? Like if you can think of like this one time that. <laughs> so in my opinion, it is the person that is like a, a very blended highlight that wants to be converted into a bleach and tone. Um, yeah. It's time consuming. Those are my 10 to 12 hour long services. I actually have a couple more coming up that want to be converted. And so, and I have done quite a few and it is, there's no easy way about it. And it is stressful because you have all these, like, I mean, you're picking through little tiny independent strands of hair mm. during in the whole head. And then yeah. you're constantly stopping and checking foils, you know, addressing any bands that are going on, or now I need to pull through this section and then I got to keep going. And it's very tedious and time consuming. And, but I like that stuff. It's, it works for me. So I do. yeah, me um, too. Yeah. So I, I kind of enjoy it. It's so rewarding at the end to be able to see like the big transformation. I think that's what I enjoy the most is I want to see someone start here and then be a complete 180 into something completely mm -hmm. different. Mm -hmm. And I always like was, you know, striving to be the person that was like, I want to be that person who can do it in one session or two. And most stylists can't like, that was always my mentality. And I just, I'm always in competition with myself to be the best. And so I don't really like, I'm not like, Oh, I'm not trying to be better than this person or that person. I'm like, I want to be better today than I was yesterday. And like, just keep challenging myself. And, you know, so it's fun, but I think that is the hardest service to do. Mm -hmm. Do you work with an assistant? I don't, I had for like a very short period of time and then it just didn't work out, but I do want to get another one because mm -hmm. I do want someone that could help me. It would just, it would be a huge relief and like just having someone pull the foils or, you know, just check on things and I can keep working. Um, and then to film for me too, right. is something that since I do a lot of social media, I would love to have someone be able to do both, you know, so they're, Hey, film this and then stop and then help me. Um, so it's something that now that I'm, you know, the salon is open, New York is under the belt, got that done. I feel like I'm like, okay, I have more time to now maybe look into that. So mm -hmm. yeah. It's yeah. definitely on the list. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Especially with yeah. those 12 hour transformations, like oh. you said, just having another set of hands, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's hard. I mean, but I just, it would be so weird at this point. Cause I've been working by myself for most of my career. So at this point it would be a huge adjustment to now bring someone on to work with me. But I know that so many stylists you do it and love it. And it just, mm -hmm. I think it would probably be a huge relief to me. Mm -hmm. So I bet you would like it just for the education piece too. Like I bet yeah. you'd like having someone there to be like explaining the things that you're doing as you're doing them because you like to have those aha moments for them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Cool. Yeah. Nice. So it's on, it's on the list. Uh-huh. All right. Yes. Well, okay. So besides the show in June for IBS, do you have any other education stuff planned yet? Or is it all just kind of like floating in the ether and waiting to happen? <laughs> so we are going to be doing, um, my business partner and I, we are going to do our first, like, uh, we're going to actually do the one that we're doing that we did in New York and in Vegas, but local in our salon, it's going to be the blonding obstacles one. Cause it was probably the most valuable out of all three, like in our opinion and based on feedback. And so we want to make it into a longer class with an actual, like 
mannequin and like show all these different things and what we would do. So it can be a little bit more interactive and hands-on and stuff like that. And I'm going to do a placement class. I haven't picked a date yet. I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to, I think it's going to be in May and our class for that I'm doing with my business partner will be in May. And I just released subscriptions on my Instagram page. I haven't put any content up yet, uh-huh. but that's something that I think I want to like, kind of just talk about social media on there and probably a little bit of placement stuff for, you know, just, just doing some things, probably go live at least once a week um, for subscribers and do a lot of in-depth Q and A's and, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, just whatever. I just feel like I need to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dates will p- probably be released for certain classes in the next um, couple weeks for our okay. classes. Um, because we definitely are like, that's probably what we're, what we're going to do today is talk about like, okay, when is the date we need to, we need to post about it and start marketing it. So, yeah. So for anyone that's listening, if they want to figure out when and where you're going to have classes hosted, where would you recommend they look? Okay. So it'll be, I will post it on my social media. I will also do a highlight button in my Instagram page. So that way any upcoming classes, there will be a link to purchase tickets um, or just like notifying you when the tickets will go for sale. And then our um, salon business page will actually promote and you can buy tickets directly from our website. So um, I will put it in my, in my link um, on my Instagram. So that way anybody can go to my page, find the link to our salon page and be able to go right to Um, purchasing tickets and just seeing what's going to be coming up. And then tell me again, the name of your salon for the page. It's blonde culture salon. That's our Instagram handle and it's blonde culture salon.com as well. Beautiful. Awesome. Yeah. I just had this idea. I don't know if you're thinking about doing this for your blonding obstacles class. Um, you mentioned mannequins and that kind of stuff. Have you thought about like taking a bunch of mannequins and like black box dyeing them or like, yeah. Okay. Oh God. Yeah. I'm like, I would take that class. That would be so fun to just like yeah. jack up a bunch of doll heads, like with the things uh-huh. that you're like, uh, this is going to be a struggle, <laughs> like dip their head in some well water for like a week or yes. something. And like, and then be like, all right, so here's how we're going to try to get through this. That exactly. So no, we want to cool. have like, you know, different quadrants and like, or different areas of the head be different things. And that way we can, or using a couple different mannequins, if we need to do it like that as well, mm-hmm. just show. And it's funny because I think it would be very, I know that a lot of people will love doing that. Part of me is like, ah, oh, you know, I think there's so many place, uh, uh, classes that do a look, you know, so right. you go into a class and you learn how to do this look, which sounds, you know, it looks really pretty. It's great. But I think something like this, it's like, this is what, there's not a lot of people that do this as far as I know, where you like, you're just focused on fixing all of these problems or the how process. to process. Yeah. Yeah. So it's something that maybe isn't as like, oh, this is so pretty, you know, end result, but it's like super helpful because we all run into problems or yes. don't know how to handle them. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think it will be good. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I think you'll attract a lot of people with that. Um, yeah. That's the kind of stuff I love too. Like I love fixing yeah. problems. I like kind of yeah. having to be like, okay, let's get, let's stand back and get the full picture of what's going on here and like <laughs> how to tackle this. That's so awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so I can't wait. I'm excited for all of our stuff coming up. I'm just, mm-hmm. it's crazy. I just feel very, um, I don't know, like overwhelmed, but in a good way, just mm-hmm. cause I'm like, I have so many ideas and it's like, all right, I just need to plan one thing at a time. 
So I can relate to that so much. <laughs> and it's so easy to get like shiny ball syndrome where you're like, today I'm excited about this, but then tomorrow I'm excited about this. Oh shit. I yeah. want to make a video about that. Like, oh I man. <laughs> like me through and through. I have like a running list. That's probably five pages long that it just keeps getting bigger, not smaller from my yeah. ideas of like, yeah. Oh, make a video about this and that. So yeah. I completely relate yeah. to that. Okay. So you're going to the salon after this today to film some stuff. Yeah. Do you have like, do you know what you're doing? Or are you going to get there and just like, go for it? Oh, you have a plan? No, I definitely, what I've learned about myself is if I just try to go in with no plan, now I'm scrolling or like, what do I want to do? I just, I have, again, I have my running list. And if I'm just, you know, at a loss for ideas, I look at that list. Um, I generally have already saved audios that I want to use um, on TikTok or Instagram. I use both. Um, I used to prefer making them on TikTok and then I will save them in a third party app, remove the watermark and then post them on Instagram. But sometimes I just make it on Instagram now, but I do have audio saved. So then I'm not like, what am I going to do here? Cause it just, it allows me to get right into filming. Mm -hmm. And then I just bust out all the filming and then I'll probably edit like one or two today. And then I just slowly edit them a little bit at a time. So it's not like I'm literally spending all day doing every aspect of right. making the video because that's kind of overwhelming. It is. Yeah. And so, yeah, I used to, I've tried filming different ways. I used to not like batching content. I used to like, I'm just going to film like one to two, but then what would happen is I wouldn't feel like filming like that third or fourth day. And now I have no video to post. Right. So I just get it done. I take, I probably film at least eight up to 14 in a day. Mm -hmm. And, and then I just have some for the next couple of weeks. It's great. Mm -hmm. Have yeah. you heard some of the business trajectory, um, things that are happening with Instagram and potentially TikTok? Um, what I mean well, I is, guess, so, okay. Yeah. So I, I heard somewhere, I don't even remember where now they tried to cancel TikTok in the U S like ban it last year, but, oh my uh, God like whatever they were pushing didn't really have any legs to stand on. And now mm -hmm. it's like something about the Chinese spyware or something else. And they're potentially going to ban it this year. They're talking about in the U S so like yeah. nothing. And then Instagram is possibly they're like, haven't confirmed it, uh, anywhere, but I read an article that says it's happening. They're going to make everyone basically pay to play with a blue check mark. Right. So like you're only going to get your stuff seen if you have a blue check mark. And in order to have a blue check mark, you have to pay for access to Instagram. And so there's business gurus that have talked about Instagram might die this year because mm -hmm. anyone um, that accesses it for free right now as like a customer and a consumer is going to be like, screw you. I don't want to pay to be on Instagram. And so something else will happen. Have you heard any of this yet? I, I did hear about the checkmark thing where, yeah, like now you have, at first I was like, that's ridiculous. Why are they making people pay? But it's funny because I remember saying this like three years ago, like, do not just rely on only having your content on your page because one day they could charge you for it. Um, and so it's funny because it's like, it slowly happens in a way that like people accept it a little bit more, but 
I, I haven't heard about like Instagram dying because of this. I'm mm -hmm. just kind of like, oh gosh, I hope that it doesn't. I've put so much into it. I enjoy it personally, Yeah. but I have noticed a lot of changes, all of, all the ads. I mean, now if you're on some, one person's page and you're scrolling, now an ad will pop up out of nowhere, which yes. is very yeah. strange, but it'll be interesting. I mean, I know that there's people that will refuse to, to purchase that sort right. of thing. Right. Um, and it kind of, I know a lot of people that have the blue check marks are kind of pissed that like now anybody can like pay for it. Yes. But I don't yeah. know. It's, it's kind yeah. of weird because when I first heard about the fact that, oh, well, it provides like a real person. If something happens, it's like an insurance plan for your page if you get hacked. Right. So then I was like, well, maybe it is a good thing. Maybe I would pay for it because if I ever get hacked, like I don't want to lose all my stuff. I totally. mean, that's like. That's like yeah. devastating. I mean, it would be for me. So yeah. uh, that might be sad, but it would yeah. be. So yeah, no, totally. Um, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I was I just know. curious because I know you have a lot of stuff on social media. Um, so I don't know, but if you're saving your videos, maybe it's not that big of a deal too. Yeah. I need to start like going through. I mean, I have a lot of them saved. I don't know if I have every single one, but I probably will go through because now I have like um, a separate content phone. So I'll probably go through and like save all my stuff. And I would recommend other people do that too, just in case, you know, say the platform does die. Now you have your content to like repost on another one if that were to ever happen. But it'll That's be an interesting. interesting idea. I have yeah. not considered that a content phone, but I have so much video saved on my phone. I got like the biggest memory that they yeah. had. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> it seemed crazy. Like I would never even come close to filling it. But once you do like a day's worth of filming video takes up so much of your it's, phone. It's like, oh it's my God. crazy. And yeah. like in today's day and age, yeah, it's like, now we're trying to film so many different things and it's just mm -hmm. and I don't I'm not the best at like going through and deleting some old stuff no. oh my gosh I have like I keep no. maxing out my I have two phones I have an Android and then I just recently got an iPhone and so uh -huh. I got the one terabyte iPhone I'm like yep. that's what all I got right too. you should be good for a little while <laughs> give me the big daddy <laughs> yeah I'm not messing around <laughs> yeah do you keep bloopers too like if you've got like blooper takes or um like you know video takes that aren't good. Do you keep those or do you delete them? Um, I definitely have some, I yeah. thought about doing, I've seen people do the blooper reels. I mean, mine are pre, I don't know. It's like definitely embarrassing, but it's funny. Yeah. It's yeah. I just don't know if other people would be like, why are you posting this? You know, okay. Um, from a consumer of your content standpoint, I would love that. <laughs> okay. Maybe I will. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like it fits your brand, you know, you, if okay. your content so wasn't funny, yeah, that you might know. be a good idea because it's like, hey, you know, Instagram, what I post versus the reality is I freaking can suck at it in the beginning or like it takes a minute for me to like look realistic in the Same. scenario. Yeah. Um. So maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do a collection of terrible takes. You'd be great. Different videos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, um, I think, I think we covered everything that I wanted to cover. Um, Yay. this was really great. I really, really yeah. enjoyed chatting with you. Um, Likewise. I just love your energy and everything you've got going. And, um, I can like feel your excitement and, um, energy like bubbling out of you. So I'm really Aww. excited to see what this year brings for you. Thank um, you. So I'm basically just going to stalk you on Instagram for now. And <laughs> um, okay, we can mutually stalk each other. It's great. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> In the show notes for this podcast, I will put a link to your Instagram account and then your salon page as well for anyone that's interested. Awesome. 
Um, and if anything else pops up in the meantime, like if you have any links to classes, um, okay. shoot them my way and I can always add them into the show notes as well. And okay. I think you'll see this podcast probably in about a week. Um, I'm usually like a little, little lag time in between because I do like a little intro and an outro for it as well. But um, I'll tag you and post it when it's ready to be listened to. So thank awesome. you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this too. I really appreciate this is my first podcast and it was so much fun. I couldn't have asked for a better experience with you. So. Well, you're and natural. Oh, thank you. And I really enjoy, you know, your, I've listened to a couple of your podcast episodes. I think you're great. I think your social media page is great. So I enjoy following you as well. Thank you so much. Awesome. Yeah. All right, yeah. girlfriend. Well, we're going to sign off here and awesome. uh, have fun going and making your video <laughs> content. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. bye. Isn't she just great? I really adore this girl. Um, I hope that interview was fun for you to listen to as well. She's got a lot going on, right? And I can totally relate. So um, go check out Erica Six Style on Instagram to see a whole host of really funny hairstylist videos. And it sounds like she's gonna have some good ones after today too, my friend. So thank you so much. As always, it is my pleasure to be here as your hair mentor. Crystal Green. And I cannot wait to see you in the next episode. Until then, have a great hair day and I'll see you then. Okay, bye. Hey friend, Crystal here, and I've got something special for you that's too good to miss. Introducing the wildly popular Confident Conversations Bootcamp, where we unlock the three secret stylist skills that attract clients who pay. In just three classes, we'll transform how you communicate, connect, and turn every conversation in the salon into a formula for high-paying clients. It's not magic, it's mastery of words, presence, and the kind of confidence that turns heads. So why sign up? Because mastering these skills means more than just full books. It's about crafting a career that's as rewarding financially as it is creatively. We're talking quality clients who value your expertise and are happy to pay you for it. And the best part, it's completely free. You heard right. It's my gift to you, friend. So if you're ready to elevate your behind-the-chair game and attract the clientele you've always dreamed of, this boot camp is your first step. Spaces are limited, and trust me, friend, you don't want to miss out on this transformation. So head on over to www.yourhairmentor.com to secure your spot today. Let's make sure that your talent is undeniable and your chair the hottest ticket in town. Cheers to clients who pay and a career that slays. I cannot wait to see you at the Confident Conversations Bootcamp, my friend.